Welcome back, everyone. This is episode three of the First and Forever podcast. Another week of up and down football from a lot of teams around the league. I'm here with my wife, Morgan. Hi. And we're going to break it all down for you and then take a look at the upcoming week of games. Obviously, some big headlines. Um, as always, we're going to dive into it all and break it down and give you our opinion and uh, try to tell you something you didn't already know. With that being said, Morgan, which game would you like to kick off the podcast talking about first? Let's talk about Green Bay versus Seattle. Um, it was a blowout. Shutout. Is that what we call it in football? A shutout? It was a shutout because, yeah, very rare in the NFL where you see a team that don't put up any points. Uh, because you, like, the kickers are so good that generally, I mean, you can at least get a field goal throughout the game at some point. But just shut the team out, zero points. I know the weather wasn't great, but I mean... You still, can't blame everything on the snow. The right, snow I mean, sucks, yeah, but... <laughs> Seattle, uh, they don't have the best weather out there, so they should be used to right. it. I mean, that's not really an excuse. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers does have, like, crazy large hands, and that does help as a quarterback to grip the ball in cold weather and... Uh, if the ball's a little slick, that helps to like have better control. Russell Wilson um, was also not available to practice and get ready for this game because he was coming back from a, a finger injury that required surgery. Uh, supposedly, I mean, Russell Wilson loves telling everyone how like crazy, like hard he works. So apparently, he rehabbed his finger 19 hours a day. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I don't like that, first you, of all. you don't see your wife, you get like four hours of sleep, your kids, like are you even eating? Yeah, I don't know. Like if you literally have a I mean, he does have a staff of people around him that just like that's their full time job is to make him perform at a high level. So I'm just trying to picture him sitting around eating three meals a day, using the restroom, uh, finger in a bowl of ice with ice packs wrapped around it. Yeah, I mean but anyway. He went out there. They did not look very good. I mean, that's not a surprise. Even Aaron Rodgers didn't have the best game of his career because, you know, he's just came off of COVID, uh, did not did not have a lot of time to practice. So it is what it is. But like I said, zero points in the NFL game, uh, you know, that's pretty indicative on your offensive coaching, in my opinion, and your execution. But, you know, how is that going to impact the team moving forward? Seattle, I think, is now three and six, so their season's in you know jeopardy at this point. Right. I don't think Russell Wilson's happy about it either. I know in the off this past off season, he was trying to get out of Seattle and wanting to take calls and stuff. I know Seattle even took a call with Chicago in the off season. Well, yeah, he did it in a very Russell Wilson fashion. He like leaked it out there through his agent saying, like, I don't want to leave Seattle, but if I were to leave Seattle, these are the teams I'd want to go to. Right. Um, which, yeah, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. He's, you know, like, testing the waters, flirting with other teams through the media just to see who's interested. And, um, you know, we talk about Aaron Rodgers looking for a new home. You know, maybe we should talk more about Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. the other quarterback in that game. Um, because, you know, based on what we saw, I think the Packers, they have a great running game. They have some weapons now, you know, around the perimeter on offense and defense. So I think they make it work with Aaron Rodgers. I think they find a way to make him stay. But I think in the situation in Seattle, I think Russell Wilson is just, he's had enough. He's, well, I mean, if you're 
practicing 19 hours a day and your team is what three and six yeah, I mean rehabbing. yeah whatever that means for him 19 straight hours of having your hand in an ice bucket right <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was doing exercises and, and all those great things you know not knocking on Seattle's uh, physical therapist you know but I don't know I don't think the uh, I don't think the run for Russell Wilson in Seattle is going to be much longer. I think he's going to be looking for other teams. I think there's going to be plenty of teams that are looking for a quarterback. Um, you know, we saw this week, there are several teams that they may have a guy for the rest of the year, but they're already looking elsewhere, potentially. Mm-hmm. And that takes us to the tie between Detroit and the Steelers. So Ben wasn't playing for the Steelers. He was put on the COVID list, tested positive for COVID. We don't know if he's going to play for week 11. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So Ben, unlike Aaron, is vaccinated despite, uh, what, he, <laughs> despite what Aaron Rodgers said at the beginning of the year. Uh, so Ben, unlike Aaron, just needs two positive or two negative tests, excuse me, to play in the game Sunday. Um, so very doable. I think they're planning on him being there. They do have Mason Rudolph, which has been uh, mediocre at best, you know, in the last couple of years, filling in for Ben when he's not available. Uh, that's another team, you know, that they're definitely going, they're going to be looking for a new quarterback going into next year. I agree. Um, you know, Ben, they, they, I think they were very up in the air with even bringing him back for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he pleaded his case, and you know I think ultimately that was the best thing for them. Um, you know they weren't really in a good position to draft a quarterback, so they they went with Ben for one more year. I don't know if that's going to be enough, to be quite honest, because he's already hurt midway through the year. This time last year they fell off a cliff. I believe they started ten and zero, maybe eleven and zero, um, and and yeah, I mean right off a cliff they did not finish the year well. It's starting to look that way at going, uh, you know, versus the winless Detroit Lions um, at home. Mm-hmm. Even without Big Ben, you still have to find a way to come away with a win. I mean, you right. have to win that and it game. shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is a great coach. Usually he does find a way to win, but let's just say this, neither team lost, but, um, you know, I think if there is a loser, it's, it's the Steelers. I think if you're a Detroit fan, you're pretty happy with the outcome. Uh because at least you can't go 0-17, which would be an all-time low. <laughs> yeah. Being the first 17-game season. So um, not good if you're a Steelers fan or, you know, if you're even in the building there in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, another surprising game was the Carolina Panthers beat the Arizona Cardinals 34-10. to Yes. So very surprising. Um to see Cam Newton have such a great impact on that game. He was just moved over. Well, he was a free agent, okay, for the first time in his career, I believe. Um, You know, New England, they gave him a shot last year. He was there again this year during camp. Um, They had an okay season with him last year. He was definitely a lot better before he was taken out with COVID. Uh, He Mm -hmm. came back and he admitted later on that he was struggling with that. As an athlete, you know, you require on that long capacity. Uh, Absolutely. He's a running quarterback, so he was definitely impacted by that. But even this offseason, I think the new guy there in New England, Mac Jones, has proven 
to everyone now, but even back then during camp that he was the better quarterback. So Cam was the odd guy out. He, um, but he wasn't gone long. You know, I think right place, right time. He did not burn all of his bridges there in Carolina, apparently, because the team was more than willing to bring him back uh, to his, you know, his former home. And you know, us, Morgan and I, living in Charlotte for mm-hmm. around a year, we still would hear the, you know, just the impact that Cam Newton had on that city. Right. I listened to the radio one time, and someone went out and got a tattoo of his face after they won the Super Bowl because they loved well, him they, so they much. The, they or they the didn't. And he had, yeah, <laughs> he got to the Super Bowl. So, right. and he was the MVP. And he was fantastic, you know, since then, um, you know, he never quite made it back to that level of play, but he was still the guy there for a very long time. Uh, Ron Rivera, you know, was pushed out as a head coach. They recently had to change ownership, so things look a little different. But as he said, after he scored his first touchdown, he said, I'm back. He screamed that multiple times. Then got he got a, a penalty. Got a penalty, which uh, your first week at the new office, or the old office, but with a new coach, uh, getting a penalty, getting in trouble. It's, he said, okay, Eric, that one's on me, but, um, you know, Coach, give me a break. Last week I was eating cereal at this time, and now I'm right. scoring touchdowns. Right. So he ended up having a passing touchdown later on in that game. And, you know, I, I think the Cardinals, they were expected to put up a better fight. They were missing Kyler Murray and some of their other weapons. Um, you know, they're beat up right now, battling illness and injuries. So I, I'm not surprised to see that Carolina won, but I am surprised to see how easily they won and how much Cam had to do with that. So I think moving forward, you know, we'll have to, to watch that team as a potential dangerous team. For uh, sure. In the NFC. And he plays the Washington – or they play the Washington football team this Sunday against his former coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mentioned uh, Ron Rivera, longtime coach of the Carolina Panthers, now in the neighboring Washington football team. Um you know, he's well-respected throughout the league. I think the roster there is, is pretty good. You know, they've had a disappointing year, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, their record is not very good. Chase Young, the leader of their defense, a former Ohio State Buckeye, number two overall pick, he's out for the year with a knee injury. So that was a huge blow to their uh, morale. But, but they beat Tampa last week. But Yeah, that's a great point. I was going to go there. It's like, okay, so a team with nothing going for them, they go out and beat the former or the defending champions and Tom Brady, the GOAT, you know, any given Sunday. I've said it every single episode, you know, I've been proven right. Like even the worst possible team, which I guess would be the Lions, but almost the worst team, Washington football team, can go out and take down the champs. So good bounce back game for them going up, a, you know, a spirited team like we mentioned with Cam Newton, their fearless new leader back at the helm. That'll be a really interesting game. Um, I'm not sure if Ron Rivera, if Cam Newton and Ron Rivera had a, you know, a spiteful relationship, but I think they, I'm not sure they saw the game the same way. I'm not sure Ron uh, appreciated all of Cam's celebrations and like antics, maybe at the pressers after the game wasn't always, um, you know, wasn't always the best emotionally. Sometimes it, you know, got the best of them, but you know, it's fun for the fans when things are going well for Cam. You know, he definitely wears his emotions on his sleeves. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And 
The Cowboys got their bounce back after losing to Denver. They beat the Falcons 43-3. to yeah, they thumped them. I mean, that was a uh, that was a just a good old fashioned blowout. You don't get a ton of them in the NFL, but you know, Denver came out and did the same thing to them uh, mm-hmm. the week before. Right. Good teams when they get humiliated, uh, when they have a good coach, you can you can bet that that next following week is going to be a very focused week of practice, very difficult week. Um, and so they came out hungry, ready to prove everyone wrong that. That was just a fluke game that they really are, you know, one of the leading teams in the NFC. Their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, uh, was formerly the head coach there in Atlanta, um, led them to a Super Bowl. They were leading 28-3 to against the Patriots. Patriots ended up coming back. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, the coordinator of that Atlanta Falcons team, he, he got that job in San Francisco the year after. Um, so once Dan Quinn lost his coordinator in offense, things just kind of you know tumbled downhill. Dan Quinn was the fall guy for that in Atlanta, so he lost his job, landed at Dallas. So this was his revenge game this week. He got the chance to go out there and coach against his former team, and he put on a show. You know, the defense, they only gave up three points, which I said earlier, shutouts are extremely rare in the NFL, so three points is like a is basically a shutout. I mean, no touchdowns. That's uh, quite the performance as a defensive coach. After the game, Mike McCarthy, the head coach, actually gave Dan Quinn the game ball. And, oh, uh, that's the team, nice. Yeah, the team immediately cheered and ra- rallied around him, and I think they knew what that game meant for him. Right. Um, Dallas plays Kansas City this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. Huge game. That'll be a huge game. They're at Kansas City. And Kansas City is a two-and-a-half-point favorite for that game. Yeah, I think, you know, I think there's um, there's a lot of anticipation for good reason for this game. Like you mentioned, it's in Arrowhead uh, in Kansas City, so it's going to be freezing cold and very windy, just mm-hmm. like it always is there um, at this time of year. You know, Vegas telling you that Kansas City is two-and-a-half-point favorite, um, I think, you know, that's a lot of confidence in Patrick Mahomes after going out there and, and really um, just outplaying that Las Vegas Raiders defense last week. I mean, they just mm-hmm. they didn't look like they were uh, really on the same page. They looked like they had their mojo back, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I think um, on, the, you know, on the Chiefs side, they definitely had a lot of confidence. They got their mojo back, I think. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did as well. And, and I think it's, you know, he didn't try to do too much. Uh, he just played within the offense that Coach Reed, you know, set up for him, took what was there. Eventually, that kind of opened things up for him to stretch the field and, and do what, you know, made him the famous player that he is and, and make some of those crazy cross body throws, uh, which he did. And there was one that was very risky and ended up being a touchdown. But you know, that's, that's what they did for two and a half years, basically. Uh, you know, he was making all those throws. And, um, you know, I think going into this Cowboy game, he's going to have a chance to go out there in front of his home team and, or in front of his home crowd and, and, uh, and repeat that against a, a Cowboys team with also a lot of confidence. So I think that'll be an exciting game to watch. Yeah. Do you think it could be a potential Super Bowl preview? I know. I don't know. 
least in this part of the country right here in Dallas. Uh, I think Dallas has the potential to go to the Super Bowl this year. I don't want to say they are because I don't want to jinx them or anything, yeah, but they you know, definitely have the potential. Yeah, I think, and uh, you know, the old saying is defense wants championships. I think it, now you have to have a great quarterback. And, you know, I think Dak fits in that category now as a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great leader. Patrick Mahomes has obviously proven that he can do that. So right. check, check. And I think the Chiefs now, they're going to rely on their defense who isn't great, but they're going to have to step up and prove that they can make, you know, at least a couple of stops during a game right. you know, late in the fourth quarter when it matters. Because, um, you know, the Chiefs, they came out and they proved once again that they can put up points and uh, do it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then finally, the last game from last week, Monday Night Football, the 49ers beat the L.A. Rams 31-10. to yeah. Was not expecting it. That was unexpected for sure. Um, you know, the Rams have had a good year. The 49ers, for whatever reason, whether it be injuries or you know illness, um, I'm not sure what the, the case is. Probably injuries, but they've had a very up and down year, a disappointing year. Um, so that game was, I think, a surprise for a lot of people. Um, you know, the Rams came into town. Odell Beckham Jr. now on the team. That was his first game. Yeah. I think the the coaching staff there, Coach McVay, was thrilled to have him in the building to to make place for him specifically to get him open with his new quarterback, Mm -hmm. Matt Stafford. But the Niners came out there, they played old-fashioned running football, and they just bullied the Rams the entire game. Uh, There was a, a clip of the game where George Kittle, a great blocking tight end for the Niners, um, got a latch on to Von Miller, who was recently traded to the Rams, and he drove him uh, at least five yards back into the ground. Just old-fashioned football, physical football, and um, the game was never really close. You know, that was definitely a surprise. And if you're a 49er fan, you got to feel great. You can build on that, and um, that plays well on any weather, rain, sunshine, you know, or home or away. If you can run the ball and block, um, you know, good things are going to happen for you. But who knows? We'll see how the Rams bounce back. Um, You know, they were missing Robert Woods, their second uh, receiver behind Cooper Cup. And, you know, Odell Beckham is now going to have to prove himself pretty quickly here in the new team uh, to fill in that role and and step up and make some plays. I agree. Um, So this coming week, week 11 – we have to talk about our Colts. Have to. Have to. <laughs> and for good reason. For good reason. Uh, the Colts are playing the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo mm-hmm. this Sunday. What do you think about that game? So anytime you have to go up there to Buffalo and play in Orchard Park, it's uh, it's never easy. The Buffalo fan base, a.k.a. Bills Mafia, they bring it every single week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cold. Um, you know, I think the Colts are, you know, they're used to that. They, they have an outdoor field just like the Bills, and it's not that, you know, it's not as cold in Indianapolis. As yeah, but they also Buffalo, can have the roof covered, too. Right, but I, I think they're out there this week. I think they're out there in the, the cold and wind trying to get prepared for that. Mm-hmm. If I'm Coach Frank Reich, I, I get them out there at least two days out, out of the week. Uh, you don't want to hinder your ability to get stuff done at practice. 
but you want to prepare your guys, you know, to go out there and, and be ready for it. But this was the, this was the matchup for the Colts that ended their season last year. The Colts went there um, and they played a, a really good game. Um, you know, a lot of people were, you know, I think a little surprised to see the Colts perform that well. Um, keep in mind the Colts now they have a new quarterback. Last year they rolled out with Philip Rivers. If I remember, it was pretty back and forth, right? It was very back and forth. Yeah, you know the whole the whole game. Um, no one really was able to pull ahead, but the, the Colts' offense was able to execute well. Josh Allen was a little too much, I think, for their defense. Philip Rivers, though, he decided to call it a career. We bring in Carson Wentz, so. Does Carson Wentz have enough? Is, does he bring enough of a, you know, a new layer to his game to where the Colts can um, potentially win in a shootout, unlike they were able to, um, you know, or not able to in that previous matchup? So, I think they they have you know the ability to make some big plays. Then again, Carson Wentz has proven he can make some big mistakes too. So. Right. I don't trust Carson Wentz. Well, Coach Frank Wright does, you know, which is great. I think that's all that matters for Carson. But he keeps my blood pressure up. I think the fans here in Indy, they see flashbacks of Andrew Luck, who would do some, you know, head-scratching yeah, things. But with, for sure. with Andrew, he kind of earned that right because he, he was so good, so fast. Carson was running out of town for doing that way Same too thing. often. Yeah. Frank Wright, you know, clearly he's demonstrated that he can get Carson back to the basics, but... We still see Carson do some... Uh, throw left-handed. Yeah, you know, throwing with his left hand in his own end zone, making some, I don't want to say bonehead, but yeah, bonehead mm-hmm. plays. Um, I think the key to victory here is just hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, which... Run the ball every time. Run the ball. You have Quentin Nelson on the offensive line. You have Ryan Kelly, who's a pro bowler. Braden Smith, the other right, uh, the right tackle. He's a great young player as well. Just use your use your offensive line, use your running back on last night's Hard Knocks on HBO. Chris Ballard in a in a meeting with a running back coach, I believe it was, or one of the coaches, he said that he believes Jonathan Taylor is a top five offensive weapon in the entire league. Not just running back, but but in the league. And Arguably, now that Derrick Henry's hurt, Jonathan Taylor is now the front runner to be the the leading rusher in the NFL in terms of yardage. So he has a, I think, the two longest runs now of the year, 78, 84, something like that. So the guy is extremely fast. He's huge for how fast he is. And when he gets in the open field, he's gone. Uh, He's done that multiple times, you know. I'm interested to see how the Buffalo team prepares for that, you know, because you can try to stop them, but a team uh, with a lot of mojo and a player like that with a ton of mojo going into the week, I think they're going to find a way to to perform at a high level. So uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be a shootout or if the defensive coaches are going to spend some extra time in their offices this week getting ready for that big matchup. You mentioned Hard Knocks. Mm -hmm. It was released last night. Yeah, so they debuted last night. The Colts are on the first ever in-season version of Hard Knocks, which is a it's a big deal. Being a Colts fan, kind of tucked in the middle of the uh, middle of the country, not a ton of media. Nobody coverage. really knows where Indiana is. <laughs> they know uh, somewhere near the Great Lakes, right? Right. Um, 
the yes. general vicinity. Yeah, general vicinity. It's a flyover state. Um, you know, with that being said, they do have something going in that that building. I think that they can build on. Are they ready for the long playoff run? Who knows? They got to prove that. They mentioned that in the show last night that they haven't won their division since 2014. The div- the division has really belonged to. Uh, briefly at the Texans, but now the Tennessee Titans are the front runner in the AFC. So it's the Titans division to lose again this year. The Colts already blew that chance, I think. So can the can the Colts go on a run this year and make the playoffs and, and prove to the league that they're for real uh, and, and to build a, you know, a team where you know really next year I think is going to be the year for them uh, to make that run. But you know I guess we're going to get an inside look to see uh, as they say, the, the climb of the mountain. That's their analogy. So will be fun to watch. I believe um, they're going to go all the way through the end of the year. So as long as the Colts go, so will Hard Knocks, I believe. Great. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that I have. Trevor, do you have anything else you would like to say? No. Um, I think there are going to be some interesting matchups, um, you know, to watch this weekend, it'll be interesting to see which teams are for real, uh, which teams are the contenders, and of course, which teams are the pretenders. So I think there's going to be some quarterbacks and coaches uh, here in the next few weeks that are going to feel their seat get a little warm underneath them and eventually hot. So I'm excited. Can't wait to watch. Yeah. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Please be a friend. Give us, a, give us a review. Go ahead and download, subscribe, and share if you are so compelled. And uh, give us a good rating. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week.